0: One thing should be made clear In the wake of the reignited Reinvigorated Refurbished Re-energized And reborn Lev Bell Controversy Whether he shows up on Monday or not James Harrison is a dink James Harrison fell asleep in meetings last year James Harrison left the stadium on game days when he wasn't on the active roster. James Harrison forced his way to the Steelers' biggest rival by being a selfish pain in the ass. James Harrison went on TV and stirred the sewage with Lev Bell. James Harrison basically told Lev Bell to stay away and only play six games. James Harrison ain't no Pittsburgh Stiller. James Harrison is about himself, Period. James Harrison and Lev Bell make a nice couple. Yo, James Harrison, you should not make the Steeler Hall of Honor. Not ever. The key word there is honor, and you have none. But I'll tell you one thing you do deserve. You just made the list.
1: Seriously.
0: Seriously. When can we stop pretending that James Harrison is anything but a selfish jerk? What a nerd. The list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plum and Con, what a name you could trust. Dial four one two three three three. Wrong number again, almost. I should write the number. You know, I, I like Matt Mertz. They don't even have their number in the... Copy for this sponsorship, I do him a favor, and I often give out the wrong number. I should give out, like, somebody's home number. Call that number for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. Actually, the number's 412-367-0815. That's Matt Mertz Plumbing. 412-333-9939. Is there any way Steeler fans still like James Harrison? If you do, you're as big a dink as he is. Somebody somebody tweeted, when you say dink, what do you mean? What, what do you think I mean? Change the N to not an A, a B, a D, or an E, and that's what I mean, you dink. We've been talking about Penn State signing up to play Temple in football after once again letting the pit rivalry lapse. And I've been saying all the truisms that the B team dare not embrace, which is, Penn State doesn't see Pitt as a rival. Penn State fans don't care about playing Pitt. Pitt fans whine too much whenever Penn State declines to play. Penn State fans are a bunch of self important jerks. There really are no good guys in this particular situation. But you know where Pitt screwed it up? Pitt screwed it up by beating Penn State a couple years ago when the rivalry got resumed. Penn State doesn't need that crap. Temple's going to just roll over. That That's the one area where playing Pitt is just slightly, ever so slightly dangerous for Penn State. It's because even though Penn State doesn't see Pitt as a rival, Pitt sees Penn State as a rival as a big game, and they will gear themselves up and occasionally play over their heads against Penn State like they did back on that memorable afternoon at Heinz Field in 2016. Temple's just going to roll over and die for Penn State. So if you're going to play a game which adds no prestige to your team, which your fans don't care about, don't see as a rivalry, instead of playing the 95% sure thing, why not play the 100% sure thing? We've had a lot of Pitt fans call up and say, Actually, Penn State fans call up and say that pitch should just worry about the ACC. You know what part of this whole thing is, too, is that the Big Ten's better than the ACC. It has more prestige than the ACC, more tradition than the ACC, more everything in terms of football than the ACC. So uh, obviously, (laughs) Penn State is just, again, the perspective's totally different for them. Who is Pitt's big game in the ACC? Once in a while they play Clemson to Miami, right? For Penn State, every game's like a football tradition game. Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, it just, that's football. Big Ten football's football. ACC football ain't as good as ACC basketball. It's a football league based on a basketball league. You know exactly what I mean. And I'll tell you what, this is something I do a segment on this annually, and I won't jump way ahead. I'll do this during basketball season, or maybe I won't because I'm kind of estranged from pit basketball as well. But um, I miss the Big East. I loved Big East basketball. I loved the style, I loved the physicality, I loved the New York flavor just about the whole league had. And I know Pitt feels they had to make that move because football drives the bus. The money in football is too big. They had to go to the ACC. But that doesn't stop me from missing ACC basketball. Excuse me, Freudian slip. Big East basketball. Didn't the Big East have a rule where you had an extra file before you filed out? It was like six files. That, that's like giving a criminal an extra gun. That's just a tremendous rule. And it fit the Big East so well 412-333-9939 is the number to call pit fans your whiny bitches penn state fans your self-important jerks if you'd like to call i don't care if you do or don't uh i want to go over some of the stuff we talked about earlier with lev bell because i think you think that lev bell has to have a great season to get the contract he wants he does not now that Gurley got that deal, it raised the bar. And Belknap may not get dollar for dollar exactly what he wants, like 15 mil for season, but he'll come close. He really will, just based on being healthy. And so, for that reason, if he misses 10 games and plays the minimum, it won't hurt his campaign for big bucks when he gets to free agency. And you know, once he shows up, Tom was going to run him until the wheels fall off. And that's okay. It's not Tomlin's job to care about Bell's fate after he leaves the Steelers. Not Tomlin's concern to make sure Bell is healthy for free agency. Bell knows that, and I'm sure it does give him pause. I'm sure it gives his representatives pause as well. The only good reason for Bell to turn up for week one is the game check. Everything else indicates he should sit out for a while, maybe the maximum 10 games. You need to play six to burn off the contract, be rostered for six. You could fake injury, like play one snap and and get through this if you're Bell. But those game checks, $855,000 per game, I can't see Bell passing that up. I can't see anybody passing that up. But Harrison said... You're putting too much at risk. You can gain more in the long run by sitting out those games. Maybe that's true. I think there's a lot of risk involved there. You see, here's what I don't understand, and and maybe I shouldn't because I've never made that kind of money. Bell made 12 mil last year. He's making 14 mil this year if he shows up for every game. How can that not be enough to live the rest of your life very comfortably? Okay, that's $26 mil in two years, plus whatever you made before that. Let's say you keep half of that after taxes, thirteen mil. Let's say eleven mil after you pay off your agent, your lawyer, all that crap, right? That's eleven mil cash. How can you not live the rest of your life on that? My life will come and go. I live fairly comfortably, and I will not make eleven million. Not even close, honestly. So at some point, does it matter how much more you make when you've already made that much that's the one thing about the approach these guys sometimes take that i don't get then again mo baby mamas mo problems 412-333-9939 is the number to call this is the mark madden show i actually found myself caught up in the power game last night I, i was flipping the dial i turned it on and trevor williams was pitching very well oh i saw the tape of the interview the video Sean Rodriguez saying, "I'm not done." Okay, you know what he really said? He said, "I'm not done." Then he said to the writer, "Why do you think I'm why do you think I'm done?" I would say, "Yes, you hit 167. I think you're done." And Sean, if you're listening, you hit 167, and I do think you're done. Who in their right mind would sign that guy? Probably the Pirates. They just love Serpico. 105.9, X. Madden. I'm sorry. I'm talking to my son. Um, no one cares at all. No one. The X at 105.9. Double M on the X. Four one two three three three. Ninety nine thirty nine. I tweeted earlier about the Lev Bell situation. Joe tweeted back that Bell isn't a team player. Put it on a hashtag, too. Hashtag not a team player, which lets me know that Joe is really serious about making his case. First off, uh, in, in this day and age, with such rampant team switching because of free agency, the salary cap and contracts that aren't guaranteed, every pro football player should look out for himself first. That goes for football more than any other sport because the player movement is so frequent and so abrupt, like I said with the contracts not being guaranteed. If Lev Bell doesn't show up for week 1, I don't blame him. It's his career and he should manage it the way he wants. That said, I think he would be ill-advised to pass up even one game check of $855,000. Because no matter what James Harrison says about putting too much at risk in free agency to show up and play every game this year, every game check is $855,000 that Lev Bell will never, ever get back. Okay, don't misconstrue me. I... I don't think it's a lock that Lev Bell should show up for week one. I think he's going to get a ridiculous amount of touches. I think I think Bell can damage his case more. Try, try this equation on for size. What would damage Lev Bell's case more in free agency? What would make him less attractive to teams in free agency after the 2018 season? If he skipped the first 10 games and only played six and had kind of a meh performance in those six games. Or if he got 406 touches again. What would chase teams away? I don't think teams are going to get mad at LeBell because he screwed the Steelers. I don't think anybody cares if a guy they signed screwed the last team he was with. Why would they? I think a team might look at him getting 406 touches after he got 406 touches the year before, after having been a workhorse in all of his six years in the National Football League, after having been a workhorse dating back to Michigan State in his college days. That stuff about always a bad teammate, doesn't love football, doesn't want to win. Those teams in free agency won't look at that. They're just going to look at what Le'Veon Bell can provide to them. And if he skips those 10 games, it might actually make him more marketable to them, more worthy of that long term investment if he basically takes half a year off, and then some, and dodges a lot of wear and tear on his body. I think it would be helping his free agent cause more by doing that. So many sports fans are too idealistic about, oh, be a good teammate. Oh, you can't skip games, you let the other guys down. It stopped being like that a long time ago. It just did. And uh, as I said earlier, there is only one determining factor, if I'm Lev Bell, only one determining factor that makes me show up or not show up for week one if I want to get the game check. And that's a pretty uh, a pretty motivating factor, 855 k per game. But for me, that's the only factor. Oh, doesn't he want to win a Super Bowl? Actually, I've seen nothing in the way Lev Bell conducts himself to indicate that that's even a remote priority for him. Why would it be now? And you know what? Even if it was a big priority for him, even if Bell never mind reporting in time to play week one, if he had reported to Trobe at the start of camp, Steelers probably still wouldn't win a Super Bowl. you got to look at this very pragmatically. This is about money now and money later. If he gets money now, is he risking money later? If he does, is the risk worth the reward? Are those game checks worth that risk? I think they are. Again, like I said, talking real life, I think if you make $26 million in two years, it shouldn't much matter what happens after. The simple thing for Bell to do would have been to take the money the Steelers offered. To me, that's the logical thing. I can't believe he didn't still. But he didn't. It may pay off to some degree because Gurley got what he got. 412... Three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. Let's go to Andrew in Cranberry. Andrew, you're on the Mark Madden show. What's up, Mark? What up?
2: I got, I got an issue with Lady on Bell. You know, you hear, you hear all this crap about people all about themselves. That I totally agree with you. That's that's why we don't win anything further. In the first round or second round of playoff, bro.
0: Every every team's like that. Just about every player's like
2: that. What about the Patriots? Those those guys have a certain demand and a certain criteria they have to. Well, that that comes from
0: coaching. The expectations come from the organization and the head coach.
2: That's not that great organization.
0: No, we don't. No, we don't. Don't. Let's not act honestly. It's impossible to have a great organization with Mike Tomlin uh, being a players' coach to the degree he is. Uh, you know, to, to just to have lack of accountability among the players to the degree he does. It's and impossible to have a great been. organization. Colbert's yep. great. Rooney's great. Everybody else is great. And Mike Tomlin has a great regular season record. There's no denying that. But he's underachieved in the playoffs. And stuff I'm talking about is the reason why. But nobody wants to hear that. They just want to point at his regular season record. Even though the regular season, to me, has never been and never should be something that matters in Pittsburgh. Let's go to Sonny in Washington. Sonny, you're on the Mark Madden Show.
2: Sonny, you're on the air. Hey, how you doing, Mark? Great. I had a a story about, I heard you talking about James Harrison. My wife's uh, brother lives up in Wexford, and Harrison lived up in the same plan with them. And his kids went up one night on trick-or-treat. He had his light on.
0: Yeah, nobody cares about this, bye. No, I I don't want to hear your horror stories about James Harrison on Halloween. That's not at all relevant to what we're talking about, and who knows if it's true. Let's go to Carl and Robinson. Carl, you're on with these super
1: genius. Hey, what kills me, I know, I know you understand, but any other player can get caught at any time. Their money's not guaranteed. Love Bell's one of the elite running backs on the planet. And I know Pittsburgh fans get upset, but 10 years from now we're not even going to know or talk about him and who's going to pay his bills or take care of him or worry about him. I, I think I, th-
0: I think he should already have enough money to pay his bills in perpetuity. Don't you? He does,
1: but he wants more money. What's wrong with that? What,
0: There's nothing wrong? wrong with wanting more money, but there is also a maturity and intelligence that should tell you what's enough. And yeah. furthermore, no, think- furthermore, Bell wanting fifteen million a year, even if he gets it, it's ridiculous. Uh, a running back in a passing league doesn't deserve fifteen million per year. Period. He is not a what? component that's important enough. To get that much
1: money. I, I agree with you there, but he knows he's going to get the money. We all know he is.
0: I, I think he probably will. That's correct.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I don't blame him. I wish he would come play right now like the other fans do. But in real life, it's his money. It's his well, life. No, no question. But, I, but I, I don't care. And, and right. b- believe me.
0: It, I it's don't be, it's because it's just... of It's because we constantly discuss stuff like this that I don't care.
1: Oh, I totally agree. I totally agree with you. I get tired of hearing about
0: it. I mean seriously, this is exhausting. And the reason it's exhausting is because there's a guy coming late to the season because he doesn't think 14 million dollars is enough.
1: Totally agree with you. I mean, I I played at some level almost to that level. And I, w- I would be What level would you play at? Ring. What level would you play I, at? Well, I, I I was a free agent with the Cardinals and I played in the CFL, I played arena. Then well, where'd you play where'd you play uh,
0: college ball? Marshall University.
1: So you, did you play an
0: exhibition game in the NFL ever? Um, no, I, was getting, I got released right before. Okay, so you're just not at that level, not even close. You have no perspective well, on just, this based I'm, on you having played football. No,
1: I'm just saying about money and making a team. Like, I was scared every day. My phone would ring, and I'm cut. Having I was, made I, no
0: I, money and never made a team, how would you know? Thank you for the call. Let's go to Mike in Lower Borough. Mike, you're on with Double M.
3: Hi, Mr. Madden. Um, I totally agree with you when it comes to, um, I'm not quite sure what Le'Veon Bell is trying to do right here. He's not working up his stock. You know, he's trying, he's, if he shows up for week one to make that game day check, under dollars some odd thousand dollars, then I can, it's
0: actually
3: $855,000. Okay. Well, then I had misinformation. Um, I'll say. Well, thirty thousand dollars for one game, and you got sixteen games to play.
2: Wait, what, what? What the
0: frick are you talking about? How much do you think Le'Veon Bell makes a game? One
3: hundred eighty thousand dollars.
0: No, he makes eight hundred fifty-five thousand dollars a game.
3: Wow. Do you, okay. Yeah, yeah,
0: really, wow. Do you listen to the show? Sometimes. You should listen more if you're going to call in and try to throw out facts that are so far off base. Because I've literally said that figure eight fifty-five k. 20 times this show. Thank you for the call. Double M on the X. Yeah, same goes for Gurley, too. Gurley's getting, what, an average annual salary of $14.3 right? Gurley's really good. A running back in a passing league just isn't worth that. I don't know if the Rams will regret giving that to Gurley. I would not have, and I wouldn't give Bell what he wants. In fact, I wouldn't even give Bell... What he's making this year but for one year you can you can stomach it because of the potential to win 105.9 x
3: and now the super genius mark madden
0: they're gonna nail us no matter what we do so we might as well have a good time toga toga the x at 105.9 i love stephen a smith i wish we could get him on the show more often he's just fabulous a man of conviction a man of entertainment as well. But I disagree with something he said earlier today. Stephen A. Smith said about Serena Williams, if she were a man, we'd be calling her the greatest ever. There would be no dispute. We wouldn't even be talking about Michael Jordan. We wouldn't be talking about Muhammad Ali, unquote. Stephen A. could not be more wrong about this because I'm assuming that when he says if Serena Williams were a man, she would be a male tennis player. And if Serena Williams won as much in men's tennis as she has at women's tennis, we wouldn't call her the greatest ever because it's tennis. We just don't care about tennis that much. Who do we consider the greatest men's player of all time? I don't even hear anybody talk about that. Maybe it's Federer. Maybe it's Bjorn Borg. There's a number of candidates throughout history, but the fact that there isn't one we talk about And that we don't even debate it indicates that people mostly don't care. Tennis is something to watch when there's nothing else on TV. And that especially goes now because I have all the respect in the world for a guy like Roger Federer. He has zero personality. Rafael Nadal, zero personality. Novak Djokovic, zero personality. I grew up when it was McEnroe. Borg was the token guy with no personality. Jimmy Connors, nuts. Those guys were fun to watch. Venus, Jerry Lightus, a lot of personality. Now they're all automatons. And honestly, Serena Williams doesn't have a ton of personality either. She just really looks the part and is very exciting to watch. But uh, if she were a man, we wouldn't be talking about her like she was Michael Jordan. If she were a male tennis player, we wouldn't be talking about her. In fact, dare I say, I think we talk about her more as a female tennis player than we, we would if she were a male tennis player. In fact, I feel extremely confident saying that. By the way, do you know what Serena Williams does occasionally after she wins? You can look this up on YouTube. She does a dance called the Crip Walk, where she spells the word crip out with her feet as she dances. Nobody's taken much notice of that, have they? The Crip Walk, like the gang. She does. I've seen it. 412 333 is the number to call. Let's go to Tony and Clinton. Tony, you're on with the super genius.
3: Hey, love the show, bud. Glad Thank you. To. Hope you're feeling better. Um, question for you. You were talking before. Uh, Steelers can still pull that franchise. Yes,
0: French up, up until Bell signs. They can pull it, yes.
3: Do you think maybe they might be like looking around at other teams that might be dropping a running back somewhere that no. they might be able to replace him? I with?
0: think they have no intention of rescinding the franchise tag. And I, I don't think they would even if Bell doesn't show up for week one. I I don't know what, what I don't know at what point they would consider rescinding the franchise tag. I think it would take more than missing the first game.
3: With all yeah, with all the stuff that you're saying, all the power that he idiot. Uh you you talk about the power
0: Bell has. Yeah, the Steelers have power too. And if the Steelers did rescind the franchise tag, I have no idea how much Bell would get paid this year. Who would want him? Could they afford him? Not what he wants, right? So it's just it's just a situation where Bell has to show up and play for 855K per game. The only question now is what game he shows up for. I think the odds are, like uh, Jeremy Fowler, VSPN, said on the program earlier, I think he shows up for the first game. But I do wonder. Like, the fact that Harrison made a case for not showing up made me wonder if he hadn't talked to Bell and made that case to him or heard that case from him. Harrison saying what he did Really open this up for discussion. You know what's kind of weird? How Harrison betrayed the Steelers last year. And he did. He betrayed the Steelers. Betrayed the locker room. And yet he still seems to be tight with A.B. Seems to be in touch with Le'Veon Bell. Why is that? How can you betray a team? Betray a locker room? Manipulate a situation to go to your team's biggest rival. In a situation where it was very likely you were going to play them in the playoffs. And yet, your teammates don't reject you. Your former teammates don't reject you. Moving forward, let's go to Dave. Dave, you're on the Mark Madden show.
2: Hey, Mark. Dave. I have I have a hypothetical about Le- Le'Veon. Um, we're, I'm going to say a number just so the math is easy. Say the franchise tag is sixteen million dollars a year. That's one million a game.
0: Oh, okay. Right? Okay. Uh, we don't need to do that. It's fourteen point something million. It's say fifty five a game.
2: Okay. Uh, I was just to make it easier. But anyway. So that that that's for 16 games on the franchise tag. Now we'll say Le'Veon's a disgruntled employee. Now if they make it to the playoffs, does he actually have to play, or is there a final penalty, or can he be disgruntled? Not saying you're, that he would. You're, you're under contract
0: for the entire season once you sign the franchise tag. Okay, I did not know that. That's could, why? He, I... he, why would you? How could you not know that? What, well, I, what would make you think that an athlete would be under contract for the regular season but not the playoffs? Do you have any idea how many athletes would have exploited that if it weren't the case? Well, I, that's what I'm saying. It's, 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 they did make it the
1: playoffs. He's but, the but how could you
0: not eight. know that? I'm asking. That's why I did not know. Goodbye. that. You don't know that you're an imbecile. You not only have any no, you not only lack knowledge of the of the, the way contracts are in the NFL, but have zero common sense. Let's go to Stan in the car. Stan, you're on with Double M.
2: Yeah, Mark, how are we doing today?
0: Not so good. What's up, Stan?
2: Okay, I just want to expand on the tennis conversation a little bit because I go to multiple professional tournaments. I agree with you. Roger Federer is no doubt stoic in how he handles himself. And Rafael Nadal, there's a language barrier. He really doesn't speak good English. You you, you know what? A
0: a language barrier doesn't prevent you from having charisma.
2: Yeah, good point. Good point. It really uh, is. I have I have seen Novak mingle with fans and talk to him like he knows. So, so let me get this straight He's you, you thought I a, you now. thought
0: I actually was starting a conversation about men's tennis a couple minutes ago?
2: Uh not really. I just. I'm
0: afraid I've got some bad news. That was like that guy stood by the phone for for probably years. If he ever talks about men's tennis, I'm going to be ready because you know I go to several events a year. Let's go to Vaughn. Von Richtofen on 279. You're
2: on with Mark. What's up? Just a quick, uh, I, know, I saw this on the internet today. The Steelers have a better win percentage and score more points a game when Le'Veon Bell is not in the lineup. Actually, I think two. the points
0: per game are identical. Identical. But uh, but if you're trying to make the case they'd be better without Bell, you're wrong.
2: Wow. We'd be better with you as coach then, Mark. Thanks for your time in the playoffs, perhaps, there
0: is no logical reason to think that they would be better with James Conner running back than Le'Veon Bell. And to, to wit, even though we know what a pain in the ass Le'Veon Bell is, right? And we know James Conner, what a brave lad, pit kid, eerie kid, fought cancer, came back from the knee, blah, blah, blah. We We know what a great story he is. If you gave every GM in the league a choice between Bell and Connor, and I mean Bell at his price and Connor at his price, then I'll pick Bell. It's time now to ask Mark anything. It's a very exciting time of the show. By the way, I just want to shout out to Josh Yowie, who's on the show in studio tomorrow, but for some reason showed up today to be in studio, and we called him names and sent him on his way. It's exactly how it happened. Great guy. Great writer. It just, that just, he screwed up. But we'll talk to him tomorrow. And we'll talk to you now. Ask Mark anything. 412 333 WXDX. And now the super genius,
2: Mark Madden.
0: Mark, big fan, big fan. Good show. Like the uh, entertainment. There'd be candy bars, lollipops, and the occasional nickel. VX
2: at 1059.
0: Adam Bittner from the Post-Gazette just tweeted something about the renewed vitriol that uh, people are spewing about Penn State signing to play Temple, but uh, not Pitt, not past the next uh, two games, this year and next year. Adam tweets, Penn State does no Pitt a thing. It does owe the many, many Penn State fans who do care about the rivalry more than it's given them. Even if half of them are said Twitter trolls who talk very, very often about how little they care and are actually laughing. Uh, That's just not true, Adam. Penn State fans don't care about Pitt. I can't remember the last time I heard a Penn State fan say, boy, I really wish we played Pitt. That's a big game. Mostly it's it's like I said, and I'm not a Penn State guy, but like, yeah, I wish they played, but if they don't, it's not a big deal. That's the strongest conversation I can get from a Penn State fan regarding the teams playing, Pitt and Penn State. Now time to Ask Mark Anything, brought to you by Chipino Restaurant Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood at Chiapas. It's located in the Strip, so be sure to check out Chipino and get the super genius burger. Let's go to Phil in the car. Phil, Ask Mark Anything. Phil, you're on the air. Okay, uh let's go to Dave and Millville. Dave, you're on with Mark. Ask Mark anything. Dave Ronier, what's up?
2: Uh do you have Connor or Khabib for the upcoming UFC fight? Couldn't care less. Anything else? <laughs> no, that's it. Good call.
0: This show's become very specialized, you know. If well, I don't care about it, we don't talk about it. And like Conor McGregor, yeah, I know he's making his UFC comeback. And we talked about him versus Mayweather ad nauseum because that was a big topical thing. UFC talk, very specialized. Find that on a podcast, not here. Let's go to Randy in the car. Randy, you're on with Double M.
2: Hey, Mark, I know you're passionate about this, which is why I'm calling. Going to Vegas for the first time next week. I'm I'm tired
0: of talking about Vegas. You get one question. What is it?
2: Okay, what should what should I bet on Sidney Crosby to win the MVP or what should I bet?
0: Yes, bet on Sidney Crosby to win the MVP. Crikey, no more Vegas questions. My God.
2: Let's go to Lee in Ohio, Lee.
0: Ask Mark anything.
2: Double M. Yeah. Are we gonna be blessed with the genius of Mr. Thursday afternoon? Football.
0: Well, he was back to Mr. Friday afternoon. No, no, he's been he's been not fired, but his contract ran out.
2: Oh, uh, not ironclad. Well, it ran out. Oh, that's horrible. Best segment you have on the show.
0: uh, uh, uh May God strike you down. Leaves the line open four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. Let's go to Kevin in the car. Kevin, ask Mark anything.
2: Hey. So how you doing? Terrific. Hey, I can remember like uh, 55 Larry Murphy and 77 Coffee and, you know, 66. Lemieux. We ever had an 88? I can't remember anybody. That
4: I, I, don't think Pittsburgh,
0: I don't think Pittsburgh ever has had an 88. And I think once Lindros swear that it be, kind of became off limits, right? Well, for Pittsburgh, though, it's kind of
3: weird. All right. Thank no, you. Not, not
0: really. I don't know if any of the Penguins wanted to pay tribute to Lynn Swan necessarily. Uh, thank you for the call. That, Ho, that Ho-Sang kid. For the Islanders, wearing 66. For while, he did good. For while, he didn't. He should change numbers. That's bad Juju. Juju should change numbers. That's bad Mario. He should wear number 66. And then he would be lit, yo. Lit AF. I hope he plays tonight. I hope he gets lit. I hope we all get lit, yo. Lit AF. Let's go to Chatham in Cranberry Chatham. Ask Mark anything.
3: Double M, is Liverpool going to make it out of group of death?
0: That's not being called the group of death, is it? Yes, it is. Who's, I haven't seen it called the group of death even once. Why is that the group of death?
3: Well, I mean, Tottenham's in the second worst group, and then I think it's going to be Liverpool's in the bottom. Well, Tottenham's... I think they make it out, though. I think Ta- they make Ta- it
0: out. Tottenham's handicapped by being Tottenham. <laughs> now, let me see here. I, I don't see anybody calling it the
2: group of death. I've heard it a couple times.
0: It's it's a, it's a difficult group. Don't make me don't don't get me wrong, but uh, don't don't you think they should beat Napoli? They should. And I I bet bro I bet they split with PSG. I bet they beat PSG at at uh, Anfield. you're right. PSG plays maybe five competitive fixtures a year, and really that game against Liverpool that's that's the opener right. Uh, of the Champions League group stage, uh, PSG at Liverpool, correct?
3: Uh, i go with you on that one, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, it's
0: the first game of the group. That'll be PSG's first competitive fixture of the year, truly competitive against a team that, that can play with them, and I think Liverpool will prosper by that. Let's go to uh, uh, Logan
2: in Morgantown.
0: Logan, ask Mark anything.
2: Hey, who do you think's going to win uh, the West Virginia-Tennessee game this weekend? I don't know. All right you think West Virginia had a good
0: season? I don't know
2: all right, thank you, buddy. Good call. I don't know if uh
0: if you noticed this but I was a West Virginia fan for the four years Mark Bulger was there, and that's it Well, Meg and Kate too, when they played for the for the Lady Mountaineers basketball team, but uh I'm not even sure they cared that much about it. oh of course they did they were awesome players. Let's go to Phil in the car. Phil ask Mark anything.
2: Hi, Mark. Uh, I saw an interview today with Jeff Goldblum, and he said that the Isley skyscraper cone was Pittsburgh's greatest culinary gift to the world. Would you agree with that? I, yeah, I, uh, well, what are the options? Uh, he, that's all he said.
0: It would have to be the Primanti sandwich or the Isley skyscraper cone, right? I was thinking fries on a salad. No, I think that, that's that been done elsewhere. Uh it's a tough call. I, I, I'd I go with I'd, It's a tough call. I can't break a tie between Permani's and the Isley skyscraper cone. I got to get some Isley's ice cream because, as you know, Isley's presented me with a skyscraper cone scoop.
2: Permani's is overrated.
0: Oh, sh- may, may God strike you down. May God strike you down and maybe you put in your coffin with French fries on top of you. Permani's is awesome. If I didn't think it would fly through me like grain through a goose, I'd go eat there tonight. That's that's tough. When When you're incontinent, and I know you're tired of me talking about it, you wonder, should I eat that? Maybe not. Should I eat that? Maybe not. And then I thought it was wise to eat like dairy, you know, like soothing, like yogurt and stuff. I got told point blank by the doctor when my blood test came back not to eat dairy. I think, like, jalapeno poppers would be, like, a bad idea. Let's go to uh, Chris and Shaler. Chris, ask Mark anything.
4: Hey, Big Sexy. Hi, Chris. It's Chris, formerly from Shaler. Mark, did you decide if you're going to your 40th Shaler reunion?
0: Well, I don't have the details on it. Donnie Andrzejewski just told me when it was. It's Thanksgiving weekend. You're not in my class, are you?
4: Uh, Class of 81, but I recommend them highly. We always have a good time when we go.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just lost touch with so many of those people. All
4: of Yeah, them. but it's good to see them all again. You'll have a good yeah, time. Yeah,
0: but, but Chris, let me ask you this. Don't the people try to assume the same pecking order as back then?
4: No, I think they've matured somewhat. You see, because now
0: I'm the big deal.
4: You can <laughs> I laugh. think yours, yours is at McFadden's.
0: You can, it is at McFadden's. You can laugh all you want, Chris, but now Shaler Class of 78, you tell me who's a bigger deal.
4: No one other than you.
0: That's right. No one other than me. And, you know, I make fun of the football team all the time. Some of these people might have kids on the football team.
4: I know they do. And I'm a graduate with Kenny Korcher of that class.
0: Well, that's when Shaler won some games. Correct. Not a ton, though. I remember they had Kenny and Matt Stennett, who were Division One scholarship players, and they went 6-4. and four. Mm-hmm. But they beat Dan Marino.
4: I know. That was when I think Kenny was a sophomore. Uh. That would have been 79, right.
0: Remember Kenny used to date all the really older girls? (laughs) Remember that?
4: (laughs) No comment.
0: There you go. Were you one of them, Chris? No. No, I was not. Well, Chris, thank you for the call, and I will keep you posted.
4: Okay. See you, Mark.
0: Kenny Karcher, sophomore going out with the senior cheerleading captain. What a stud. Good talk. See you out there. 105.90X. (laughs)